worship the king of kings the one who is worthy of our praises he's worthy of our worship we give you all the praise 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 all the glory belongs to jesus all the glory belongs to jesus all the praises belong to jesus we exalt you we exalt you we glorify your name we worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. We give you all the praise, Lord. We give you all the glory. Thank you for your faithfulness. We give you praise, Lord. Oh, you deserve the lifting of our hands, the bowing of our heads. Thank you, King of Glory. Thank you, ancient of days. Our healer, our comforter. The love of our lives. We give you praise today. Accept our praises. Thank you, thank you. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Our most high God, we thank you. 
Spirit of the Most High God, we thank you. Jesus promised you to us, saying he was going to leave us a comforter. Thank you because since then you've been comforting us. You have not failed. You have not left nor forsaken us. Even when we deserve to be forsaken. When we deserve to be in the dark. You show up with your lights. You show up with your light. And the darkness could not understand it. The darkness was confounded. Right there in the middle of our mess. You come through to us when we call upon you. We don't deserve to be heard. We shut the door at you. We humiliated you in public. But because you are a loving God, you are a loving Father, you are the Spirit of love, you still show up time and time and time again. Thank you for your unfailing love. Thank you for your unfailing love. We worship you. We exalt you. We glorify you. Receive our praises. Receive our worship. Receive our praises. Receive our worship. Receive our praises. Receive our worship. Lord, we come to you. We approach you. Not because everything is alright. Not because we are okay. But as broken as we are, we come before you. Because we know you are the potter that breaks things down and remolds it up. We have come to you this afternoon to be remolded, to be broken apart. We have come with our broken self to be put together again. Breathe upon us this afternoon. Step into every situation. Step into every condition. Step into every broken heart Amen. and mend it. Amen. Mend it. Amen. Repair it. Amen. Breathe on it. In the name of Jesus, Amen. glorify yourself mightily. Amen. Let your power be felt in the life of everyone that will be listening, watching, or present. In the name of Jesus, we are praying. Amen. Amen. Can you put your hands together for the Lord Jesus? Oh, put those hands together. Put them together. The Spirit of the Most High God is here. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to somebody say you're welcome. I'm happy to see you. You are looking gorgeous by the way. By the way, I like the way you look. Can you please be seated? You are so very much welcome. Okay, so this is a next-gen service like we already know. And it's quite different from the other services that we have because... Uh, a whole lot of young people's things happened here and um, it's always a good thing to be around people who are especially young I like being amongst teenagers I, I always love being amongst because it will just take you back and it helps you yes to 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 see things in a new light hallelujah and, you know, even God likes to do that. And I think that's one of the major reasons he created man. So even though he's the ancient of days, he's still the young man that likes to fellowship with the young people. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. And so he's very particular about every life, every newborn baby, every young person, every all of us. You understand? So I want you to appreciate the living God in our midst. 
Can you put your hands together for him? Hallelujah. So today, we are going to be taking questions. And uh, I will be answering them to the best of my ability. And to, I've already yielded myself to the Spirit of God. I have not come here all cramped up, you know, but I am relying blandly, you know, completely on the spirit of the Lord. And I believe that it can do all things. Hallelujah. And it will give you an answer to that question in Jesus. name. So I want the ushers to go around, you know, and be well positioned. Uh, I can see some escorts outside. I can see some um, executives. Before I start mentioning names, yeah, please just tell all those uh, executives that are outside to come in. Aha, uh -huh. yes, the executives and take their rightful seats, you know. Yes, yes, they can hear me, they can hear me. Yes, they can hear me. Yes, they can hear me. <laughs> and we have Reverend in the house today. <laughs> we have Reverend in the house. He has decided to come in. And so, you know, when you throw in. <laughs> so, I want you to come up with the most difficult. Sorry. The most difficult question you can think of. Because, yes, we have a higher grace. A higher grace, yes. In the house this afternoon, yes. So when it bounces to me and I'm not able to catch it, I'll just, yeah, you know, I'll just pass it. Yes, hallelujah, amen. And so, you know, when it comes to relationship, because today we are asking questions about relationship and marriage, I can see some married people here, I can see some people that are. Yeah, I can see Mommy P here already. <laughs> and our, our first daughter has just gotten married. Celebrate Grace, celebrate Grace. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We all are aspiring, you know, to get to that level. Yes, yes. Oh, she's too young at heart. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So we have some married women here with uh, decades of experience under their belt and i want to employ them also to ask questions so that the people that are coming up can learn yes upcoming some people want to settle down some people are already eyeing somebody and all that some people should have gone but they are still waiting and we don't know what they are waiting for They have searched, they have found, they have searched, they have found, they have searched, they have found, but they are still there. We don't understand what is going on. Hallelujah. But some people are not searching at all. They are just there. They need answers also. Some people are not ready to search. Some people are not being found. There are different categories of people. And some people even if we catch them finding, we will, we will arrest the person that is looking for them. Yes, because they are not ripe yet. Hallelujah. 
so all these categories of people, I believe they are here this afternoon. And so <laughs> I'd like you to ask your questions. It's going to be a very um, entertaining and um, spiritual atmosphere. So please ask your question. Don't be shy. Turn to somebody say, don't be shy. Don't be shy. It's your time to shine. Don't be shy. Mm -hmm. So primarily, let me give a brief introduction uh, to this. The time of questions and answers is a time of enlightenment. It is a time when light is thrown over issues. And there are different kinds of lights. Lights can be equated to knowledge. You, you know they say knowledge is power. What do you call lights when they say uh, the company that gives us lights? Are they not power holding? Yeah, they are power. Are they, what kind of power are they giving to us? Lights. Yes, are you understanding what I'm saying? Electricity that gives us light. But there are various kinds of lights. There are small lights that cannot see a lot. Even if you put it on in a room, you people will still be eating each other when you are passing. Have you seen such small lights before? Cannot see anything. There are some bulb, there are small. They can only lighten or brighten up a very small space. But as God will have it, there is what we call universal light. That wherever you are in the world, as long as this light is up, everybody will see it. That's the sunlight. I understand it. So there is bulb light that is meant for a room. But there is sunlight that is universal. Whether you're white, black, every, it cuts across. You know, so that is what the word of God is. The word of God is a universal light. Like I said this afternoon, I came depending on the Holy Spirit. I don't think I've heard this anywhere before. I'm surprised I'm saying it myself. Hallelujah. Yeah. So the universal light is a sunlight. In no, mat no matter who you are or where you are, everybody recognizes the sunlight and knows that this is light. It is different from this bulb. This bulb is very big. You know, we have some lights in this auditorium. Some are small, some are big, some project farther than the other, you know, but still it is limited to this room. There are some truths, there are some words, there are some counsel that are limited to just you. It cannot be applied to any other person. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are some truths that are limited to a particular region. It cannot be applied anywhere else. But that is not how the word of God is. The word of God and the counsel of God is universal. It cuts across everyone. It cuts across everywhere. And it can be used under every circumstance. So no matter how you choose to look at it, to interpret it, you will get your own interpretation from the same word. It is multifaceted. Whether you are in the north, it's facing you. You are at the south, it's facing you. You are in the north, you are in the east, it is facing you. Every, it has an all-round usage and faces. 
and it's a general understanding to all. Are you understanding? So this afternoon, we have come to use the word of God to tackle some questions, as it may be, or that you might have been uh, experiencing. And sometimes you just sit down and you're like, ah, but why? Before you can ask that question, you have tried to solve it one way or the other, or different ways. And you're like, but why is it that I've done this and this and this and this? It's not working. But why is it that I've talked to this person and that person and that person, but it has not worked? But why is it that I've been in this relationship and that relationship and that relationship and it has not worked? Uh, why is it that I've tried to do this and that, but I'm not getting the necessary results? Do you get what I am saying? So all these things are those things I expect us to ask. And by asking, by the time we put the word of God or put it under the microscope of God's word, it will help us to analyze. Yes, yeah, Sister Faith is here, you know, microbiology, you know, putting things under, yeah, and looking at it, the composition. It will break it down for us and help us to understand exactly how to go about it. Amen. You know, but I want to issue a disclaimer. The disclaimer is that when it comes to the word of God, it will, you will not be forced into doing anything. I know of so many people I've tried to counsel or talk to over the years that I have not taken the counsel. Are you understanding? The works has to do with you. You are the one that do, does the works. God only shows us, okay, this is how to go about it. This is what to do. It does not, it will not force us to do anything. He says, I stand at the door and knock. Anyone hears me and opens, I will come in and dine with him. You want God to dine with you? It's absolutely possible. But you need to open up that door for him to step in. He's a gentleman. He's not a demon. He's not Satan. He's Satan that will drag you by the heel and force your face into what you don't want to do. And some people have also started dragging Satan by the heel and imposed some things on him. They say, why did you do it? It's the work of Satan. Satan had nothing to do with it. So you chose it by yourself. You know, some people have become the elder brothers or senior manager to Satan himself. So Satan is even easier. And it's not me, oh. <laughs> but let, let's go back to what I was saying. You know, basically, it's demons that force you to do what you don't want to do. But when it comes to God, he will give you an opportunity to do it willingly. So all the answers that you may be getting here today, it is still left for you to enforce it in your life, to make use of it as counsel. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, practice it, practice it, practice it, practice it so that you can make it permanent in your life. You know, John Maxwell said, practice does not make perfect. He, he hates hearing practice makes perfect. Is that not what we all hear? He says, practice makes permanent. Because if you are doing something wrong too, and you continue to do it, it will become permanent in your life. If you are doing something right 
and you continue to do it, it will become what? Permanent in your life. So perfection is a relative word when it comes to practice. It depends on what you're practicing. Hallelujah. It depends on what you are practicing. Practicing don't make perfect. permit. Whatever. So we have to, whatever it is that we are doing constantly, constantly, what is becoming, what is taking permanent residence in our lives, those are the things that we should look, the routine things. Is this sleep that is becoming permanent in your life? Are you practicing sleep? You can't joke with sleep. Is it food that you are practicing on, on a daily basis? Is it food that has become a routine? Every time. Food has taken up permanent residence in your life. You cannot do, do without food. You can't fast. Early in the morning when you wake up, it's a routine. Practice has made permanent. Hallelujah. Is it prayer? Because prayer can also be a routine. So whatever you want to take permanent residence in your life, what do you do? You practice and practice it continuously. So every answer you get here that is in line for, with the solution that you are looking for, the only way you can see that result being implemented in your life is through constant practice. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, like I said, where are the mics? Where are the people holding the mics? We are going to be taking questions. Questions on relationships. Who to date? How to date? When to date? Uh, what to be on the lookout for? What to run away from? Who to run away from? You know, some uh, things that you have seen that you are confused about or some things that your friends have talked to you about that you were not able to properly counsel them. Some of us, our friends come to us all the time, but because we are shallow, we don't have, we have not invested a whole lot of knowledge into ourselves, so we are not able to give good advices. We are not able to give biblical advices. And when the old things boomerang, you know, do just step aside and say, eh, I don't know. You know, but it's going to be a thing of uh, remembrance and a thing of joy if people can come to you and go back smiling or with, not necessarily even smiling, but with the solution that they need for their problems. Hallelujah, somebody. So maybe you've had some difficult questions you have heard. You've had some instances that you are confused about the answers you have given or some actions that comes to you just naturally now is a time to ask. And also, we are taking questions about marriage today. Marriage. So anything about marriage, you know, the, and it's, all these questions can also be related to temperament. You know, you could uh, drop in some temperament uh, questions, you know, temperament as to who you marry, you know, what is good for you, and... Um, how to manage what you already have, you know, in marriage, like in marriage now, you are married today, tomorrow, no more. You understand what I'm saying? So if you're already married and you want to ask questions about what you're, you're seeing in the relationship already and what to do, you know, to, to, to make it a better one. So for instance, somebody like me, uh, I realized uh, maybe 
very, I used to know that I'm phlegmatic, but I didn't understand the intensity of my phlegmatism until I took a recent test. And I realized that I am almost, I am 90% phleg, 10% sanguine. Can you imagine? Nothing else. No choleric, no melancholic. Hallelujah. So that was just a, a very recent, and my husband was shocked. <laughs> and he, he had to now start viewing me, you know, because let me tell you something about temperament. The kind of fight and argument that comes as a result of how you are made up is not ill. It's a very, very, very big thing. If you don't have the understanding of who you are dealing because those things that I find very endearing, you can imagine there was a particular uh, time discussion I had with my husband, and um, that was before we got married. I was like, when we are going to have our honeymoon, I want flowers on the bed, I want this, I, want I just wanted a romantic atmosphere. He just looked at me, and I thought he had heard. He didn't hear. He didn't even understand what I was talking about. So when we got to the honeymoon suit, yeah, normal thing. Okay, continue. All right. So basically, when we got to the honeymoon suit, there was nothing like that. So I was like, ah, ah, what's happening? Where is it? Where are the? You know, I was very naive. You know, when you get married very young, you be very, very naive. Where are the candles and the flowers? My husband just laughed. <laughs> like he wasn't wiser than me then. You know. When I look back, I'm like, ah, God, ah, ah. Okay, uh, that's a long story short. Fast forward. So I always told him over the years that I wanted flowers, and I always went back to that honeymoon suit. That why didn't you put flowers? They would just laugh me off, and he didn't even really take me serious. But it was so important to me. Then fast forward to uh, 15 years after we got married. He decided to get me a big bouquet of fresh flowers. And he sent it to me at work. Wow, I was so impressed. I was so very impressed. I got the... You're wondering why my husband is not looking up. It's because the story did not end there. <laughs> and when I got the flower, I was so happy. I went on social media. I posted, I snapped it. I posted it on social media. And one of the days, just after like three weeks after I got the flowers, he was preaching here on a Tuesday service. Yes, I'm going to talk about it. Yes, I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. And so he was preaching here and he just said, oh, there are many people, you know, they have different ways of uh, give, uh, get the, how they appreciate gifts. And I said, like my wife, you know, she doesn't appreciate uh, big, big gifts like uh, maybe iPhone and you buy her. Then, <sighs> but, you know, imagine when I bought a flower. Flower. Ah, ordinary flower. Ah. I'm like, flower. Hey. And he laughed. I, said, I was right there. I was like, Really? <laughs> hey. Something that I so much value and I was so much impressed by. 
Oh, Lord. It's like pouring cold water. I was just there. And the smile had been frozen on my face. And so when we got back home, I was like, ah, oh, so sweet. So you felt that the gift was ridiculous. Like small, like some people don't need expensive gifts. Like Lady P, you know. Hey, it shows, it told me that it didn't understand the kind of value I placed on it. You know, even right from, it just wanted to please me because I've been on that for some time. It didn't understand the kind of value I attached to it because of my temperament. Do you understand? And because its own temperament is directly opposite of mine. You know, they used to say opposite attracts. So I, I love a whole lot of things about him. But just as much as I love a whole lot of things about him, we clash about a whole lot of things also because it's opposite of me. That means the things that I admire, he despises them. The things that he admires, I can't relate to it. You know? I don't understand why you walk into a bookshop and you buy all the books there. You went in to buy just one book. Like... And you came out with a box. Why? <laughs> I don't understand why you would not plan for something. And, you know, just because somebody blinked their eyes and two teardrops came out. And then you use the money that we are planned for, budgeted for. <laughs> and you just... Ah, ah, ah. Recently, this past week, we were coming from somewhere and we we're discussing in the car. And one lady came with one very big biscuit. And she was trying to say, We don't need, he wasn't even eat. It's like wafers, big biscuit. And the girl looked at him and said, Please, sir, let me just buy one, sir. I said, He's not buying. I was the one that answered. <laughs> I said, He's not buying. That biscuit was around 500 naira. And you're needing, is that how? So that's what she's been doing to all the cars. And my husband said, oh, let us buy it now. I said, what do you want to use it for? If this money is not in this car, what are we using this biscuit for? You know, that, that's, we, we clashed there because I was not thinking, it was not practically being part sanguine, we'll be moved by such things. Our children already know. You know, children are very smart. They know how to play that card. They know that mommy will never. Oh, explain yourself. Give me the reason why you want it. But immediately daddy comes. In the early days, they used to get away with it. But later on, when my husband saw that, they were bamboozling him too much. He said, go and ask your mommy. Oh. Go and ask mommy. Why should we go and ask mommy? Because they've asked mommy before. Mommy said no. Now they've gone. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when it comes to that also, with temperament and marriage, there are a whole lot of things that I could use my own personal self as an example, but it wouldn't cover it all because there's a it, my husband is part choleric, majorly choleric and sanguine. Then I'm majorly phlegmatic, almost 100% phlegmatic. And it is God that is helping me. Amen. And God that is helping my husband as well because there are issues issues 
I, I believe that recently, one of the major weaknesses of a phlegmatic is the fact that they don't communicate. Do you know that phlegmatics are one of the most talkative people on planet Earth? But they don't talk out. They talk in their mind. They are always talking. Their fingers are tired. You know, sanguine, they say they are talkative because they talk out. Phlegmatics are always talking. No, ask any phlegmatic person. If you are here and you always talk in your mind, hmm, 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 every time, you are complaining about everybody inside your mind, you are most likely a phlegmatic person. Hallelujah. But they will be looking at you like this. Do you have anything to say? Mm -mm. Very, very gentle somebody. No, it's not true. Hallelujah. The Lord is helping us. In. Are the questions ready? Are we writing out the questions? Can we begin? All right. So where is the mic? Who is going to be bailing the cats? Where are we? If you have a question, can you please wave to Jesus? Yes, a question. Question, who is, ask, who is asking first? Uh, you want to submit it? Okay, okay, then bring the, bring the questions over if it has been submitted so I can read it out. Some people want to remain anonymous. There, there, there are questions. Get another basket and go around. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. The first question I have here is which age is good for marriage? Which age is good for marriage? Okay. I have a scripture here coincidentally that says in the book of Ezekiel chapter 16 verse 8 ezekiel chapter 16 verse 8 it says and when i passed again i saw that you were old enough for love so i wrapped my cloak around you and covered your nakedness and declared my marriage vows so let's stop there it's this is the lord uh speaking and it is a relative of maybe a city, I guess. But it said, I, I passed again. So, but what I want to bring out here is that there is an age, there is, there is something that is called being old enough for love. And it will be seen. Are you understanding it? It is not something you, you imagine. It has to be seen. When somebody is old enough for love. And what do you see as a woman? Let me uh, uh, use the woman's point of view. In a man, before you think that he's old enough to marry you. Is it his complexion? Is it his height? Is it his handsomeness? No. Women are wiser than men most of the time when it comes to marriage. No, you can prove me wrong. Because it's only a man that marries a woman that has nothing. The girl does not have anything apart from herself. And say, I love her. I want to marry her. But a woman. <laughs> women 
don't go for men that has nothing. From there, you can know who has more sense. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is only a man. I don't know. Maybe because they were not a refined copy of God's creation. But women are. Only a man can see a woman and say because she's yellow and she's tall and she's curvy. I must marry her. She speaks English and she's blowing atomic bomb. I will send her to school. Do you think Hanks are where her parents? Do you know if it's because of rebellion that she's not gone to school? But you just look at her and say, because she's fine. Oh, I'm, I'm dreaming of the gift. You are dreaming. You have just started dreaming. Amen. But a woman will look at a man and say, does he have a house? Does he have a car? How much does he have? Where does he stay? Is his job a secure one? I cannot come and suffer in any man's house. So. Sense. Sense is just common. Hallelujah, somebody. So when it comes to the marriageable age, it can be seen. It can be seen. It's not imagined. It's not something. And I am not talking about physical beauty. I am talking about the things that should be there. For a girl, it is not if she wants to marry in school, she should have her handwork that is fetching her income. And she should be serious about it. If she's not serious about it, she's not ready. She should be committed to her study. You should check her GP. Is she on fail or pass? She's not serious. She will bring that on seriousness into marriage. Have you seen that? It is even rare for you. It is very hard for you to persuade a first class student to settle down in school. If you can persuade a first class student to settle down in school, it's because she really loves you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It is the height of seriousness for you to be a first class student. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Seriousness. And anybody that can do that with academics will be able to do that with vocation and many other things. It's personal discipline. Nobody is chasing her around to read. She knows when to read. She knows when to do assignments. She knows when to do a project. She knows when to do everything and be at the top of the top. Are you understand what I'm saying? So for which age is good for marriage? I think I've answered that question. Is, is that question answered? Reverend, do you want to add any other thing? Oh, okay, so I have not specified. Okay, so I wouldn't say that it is, but you know, legally, legally, so that you will not go to jail before your time, you know? The legal uh, adult age is, what, 18? But the mature, maturity age is 21. Do you understand? So the legal age, even when you're 18, you are not still allowed to maybe take a call and do some other things till you are 21. You understand in, in, so, in many states. So the age that courts across everyone, do you understand, is when you are above 
20. 21, you know, to be, once you're 21, you have crossed all limits, all age limits for the legal, I mean the legal age limit. And even if you are 21 and you are not, you've not, uh, <laughs> I'm wondering what we are going to do with all this. Hallelujah. <laughs> and you're not yet um, showing forth signs of maturity in terms of financial there are plans that has to do you have to plan your personal life before you plan a joint life so you have to do that i for instance before i got married even though i had just finished school i got a job in an auditing firm in my line i started working for some time and so when i was going to get married i was able to make my i used to say i made my wedding gown myself do you understand what i'm saying so it's 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 a stage it's not that uh uh but i'm also not saying to the extreme that you have to have everything you have to have bought a car you have to no you have to have a source of income in those days in fact in those days as early as 16 18 they are married do you know why because they inherit a big farm they don't have to go and build houses they have compounds you know a family compound where they can give you a hut for you and your wife and you and your family so you will see that those days uh 18 it's not as if there are no 18 year old 19 year old year olds um married it's legal to marry after you're 18 above 18 it's like you can marry after 18 if you have everything that it takes do you understand if you have the basics which is your source of income the basic question that a woman will ask a man should also be asked a woman. Are you understanding? So, vice versa. Let the men ask the ladies the same questions the ladies will ask the men. What do you have? You know? Okay. All right. So, <laughs> you know, so in that, uh, in that order, hallelujah. Amen. Have I answered that question? Are you sure? All right. Okay. Thank you very much. Now, so the next question. Okay. Thank you. It says here that can a lady give birth, go back to an higher institution to learn <laughs> and being confused of not marrying our husband again okay i do not understand this question but i know that a lady can give birth and go back okay all right i want to be of help to lady p because i realize that a lot of questions are coming in and if we do not take time we may miss quite a number of them even though this is not pre-planned, because the reason why we want you to write the question is because we really want you to pour your heart out and without being feel, feeling which haunted. So, um, and um, we must also realize that she speaks sometimes, she's speaking from two angles. Um, you can't rule out the place of her temperament, you can't rule out the place of agenda, and you can't rule out the place of the word of God. 
So when I also come, I come from the place of my temperament, the place of the word of God, and the place, uh, the word of God is a meeting point between both of us, right? Good, good, good. Because when she spoke about the flower, you need to hear the other side of it. <laughs> but, uh, okay, but, but we want you to have fun, so... But I'm not, I think that will be next Sunday. We'll tell you the, the other side of that story. There is something that, that is the other side of the story. But let's go back to what she said. What, so what, when I'm talking, please read, read, read the question very well. Then when you talk, I'll read the question so that we don't have that pause okay. in between the question. Now, marriage has two different things. But one of the things I will say concerning the when to marry, don't cast it in stone. Why? The first thing is, if you are really serious about marriage, be serious with two things, your academic and um, your vocation. Those two things easily makes you get settled down in life faster. One of the things we are encouraging most of our students to do, and most of our younger people, most of you, if you are around now, if I was in a hospital during the week and I saw an opening, instantly uh, one lady in church came to my mind, one of our teenagers, I said, no, and whether she likes it or not, I'm taking her. She's going to learn nursing here because I see that a lot of guys have started eyeing her. You understand? And she's settling down. No. So two things that will help you in this age and time, even if your parents send you to school, look for what you can do with your vocation. Your vocation is key now. It helps bring stability to this world. Look at how long, for instance, now, Asu were on strike. Over seven months, people, some were supposed to graduate, they, were, they didn't write the exam. Now they get back to school, they bombarded them with exam. But with, do you know that with that seven months too, some were making money. They saw, in fact, some, uh, their, 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 their business as a student, there's the person that is doing our graphics work in church, I have never met him one-on-one. -on -one. He's doing masters in Akure, all right? We've never met one-on-one. -on -one. And they collect money every month. So during that time of strike, as he, he was even happy because the thing is, he has more, 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 more opportunity to do a lot of other things for other things. So that's why me, uh, you, know, you know, right now, one of the things we are doing is to push all our young people into ICT line. And um, lines that can help you be stable in, now. Because you all know, with all that is there now, the fornication is so rampant, sex has become bread and water, that to keep yourself now, it takes the grace of God. But better to marry early than to burn in hell. So now, so take note of that one. So I will encourage you, take your academics seriously, take your vocation seriously. Why? So that by the time you are in school, you can't tell when the right man will come for you. Not everybody will marry when you finish school. Take that from me. God's plan for everybody is different. You don't know when the right person will come knocking at your own door. So I will always advise people, be flexible, ultimately to the will of God. So once you, the, you see that, yes, the opportunity is there, because opportunity sometimes comes when you are not looking for it. Believe you me, they come when you don't even, when you don't look for it. And don't say, because this is your way, let God's way be final. The other thing I will advise you is that also be sensitive. Be sensitive. Preferably, it's always good to finish school before you marry. Because if you are not determined, most people when they get married um, and um, before they finish school, they, don't, they are not able to continue their education. 
all right if not for the determination of lady p lady p married immediately she was finishing uh nd or something uh, and uh, going for icon i realized that for both of us we were almost distracted all right we're, that, that's the gospel truth we're almost distracted but today you know we we she we are to she has finished her, she has finished her own uh, another degree now but it takes a lot of determination and you see to 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 learn when you are married is much more harder so when you want to marry when you when whilst you are in school one of the things we sit you down is that now with our experience we sit you down to let you know that it will take determination all right since please i'm having so much distraction please it will take determination then number two we will let you know the consequence so then you can then look at it am i ready for it then even the guy to both of you if the guy has finished and wants to marry a lady that is in school we'll let you know are you committing to this and this for instance ellen mike was going to marry sister blessing and one of the things i i had to sign up a personal undertaking with sister blessing's parent is that i promise you she will not stop at her hnd even ellen mike i said even you two you will not stop with your nd and is an agreement is an agreement and is on course now they are also now focusing and because i know that to learn all right in the context of marriage is much more harder so we have to look at it and there is always a way to go around it do you get it now so that is that is so so no specific particular once you are above the age of 18 19 because you see africa we are still living in third world 21 18 in america they you are you are entitled to a house you are entitled to educational loan in fact most students chase their children up at 18. that is why you see that they are raising early millionaires out go and check in the top um, top 40 millionaires you see them they are under 30. and so why is it that africa today we are not taking advantage of this ict boom it will not always be there the WW era came and gone. Now we are in the ICT, COVID, and now most people don't know that. Let me tell you the truth. One of the things that we are fighting for, I told some of our guys, is that whether they like it or not, we, by next year we are pushing all of them to find the country they will travel out to. Because right now, in America, in Europe, they are getting scholarship. Most Nigerians and most people don't know that. To travel out now, there's an, a gate, there's a door that has been opened. Number one, so if the white man see that of the truth, you are settled down. They know that you, you will not go and run away. All right, so there's an opportunity. Number two, for instance, Canada now, last year, Canada had the highest number of migration from Africa country to Canada because the Oyibo children does not want to go back to work. They want to be working from home. All right, now they need people to resume back to work. Their own children are saying, we want to work from home. So because of that now, employers are now looking for Indians and Africans majorly. They are taking advantage of that. So if you check Brit, um, um, Britain analysis last year, Indian and Nigeria top most. And if you check, if I, last year, UK began to complain that out of all the people, Nigeria came to Britain, they are the one that has the highest number of dependents. That is what now gave that to this Japa, Japa, Japa that you are hearing. Actually, the Japa thing is real because there is an opportunity in the world now for people to settle down abroad. But most of our own, they are still living in the pre uh, pre-COVID era, thinking like COVID is still there, not taking advantage of what is happening in this age and time. Hope I've got it all right. So, so we need to now think like that, you understand? So if you are thinking at 21, you are still old, then you cannot travel abroad. You cannot travel abroad. And if you are thinking at 22, you cannot settle down, you cannot travel abroad. You just stay in your agege mentality because that is what it is. But there, 
21, you are settling down. 20, you are settling And they are making their money. All right, because that is the new era and new age we are in. Okay, thank you. I hope it has is now better. The next question. All right, okay. So I think that he has treated both questions. This can a lady give birth and go back to school has also been um, okay. treated with that. All right, then this one says, uh, why did parent have to choose a man for you to marry? Let me quickly answer that. Okay. Um, me, I will say that besides the Holy Spirit, never discard the advice of your parent. Don't do away with the advice of your parent when it comes to marriage. Reason now with them. Because you see, hmm, of a truth, let me say this. Maybe some years ago I would not have talked like this. But one of the things I realized is that even the most foolish parents want the best for their children. Just know that your parents want the best for you. They may not be going about it the best way, but they want the best for you. Do you understand? That's number one. Number two is that reason with your parents and find out why they want to choose for you. Some, you have to then find out what is the motive. Is the motive the word of God or is the motive based on fear or is it motive based on tribalism so instead of saying no 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 that's wrong because they have wisdom too they are not fools sit down with them and find out the motive behind their choice some of the parents wisdom are actually genuine because they have gone through something they don't want to go and some they are talking based on fear of what they have experienced so you will yes, a woman say, ah, I've suffered in the house of your father. So, and I don't want any of my children to suffer. So because of that, uh -huh. because of that, all my children must do this. All my children must do that. Fantastic. Then you then sit down with them. Now, you see that such a parent have the best. Always know that your parents have the best interest for you. But they may not be going about it the best way. For instance, some of the information that are now at our disposal, some of the parents don't know it already. So they don't know that things are changing. And even though, so now you can find out why did you really suffer in the house of your father? Maybe in their own time, they don't even have a counselor. Maybe everything was based on my town, my people, my this. Maybe the woman too was not prayerful. That's the only thing. Maybe in the early stage of her marriage, she didn't have, she didn't know the Lord. Maybe, so by the time you find out the reason, always don't just say, mommy, shut up. You don't know what they're saying. Daddy, shut up. No, find out the reason first. Then, you then take that reason, benchmark it with the word of God and with other cancer, then you reason with them. Never tell them that they are foolish. That's my own. So, choosing for you is not necessarily that they are choosing for you. They, they only desire for you. Some is just tribalism. Uh, we hear that Ijebu drink gari. If you marry a Jebu man, you go and drink gari. Then you prove to them that that is not my plica. Hope that has been covered. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Okay, thank you Thanks. so much, sir. Okay, so... Um... Another one says, in the recent news this past week, a man caught his wife with another man having sex on their matrimonial bed. Okay. What advice can be given to the man in this situation? On the, the, this topic, on the marriage. Okay. Caught, catching your wife. Um, you see, one of the things I realize is causing Christian um, um, problem in Christian marriage is hypocrisy hypocrisy and ignorance and over spiritualizing a lot of things in the news the other day too a choir master was caught all right sleeping with the prophet's wife 
he's a pastor's wife. The, uh, yeah, he's the prophet even in the church. Oh, you okay. understand? And they were caught even in the church office. Now, the question is this. You see, marriage is supposed to be fun. Marriage is supposed to be exciting. The first thing is that, like I was saying, most people do not understand the temperament of the person they married. Anybody you are going to marry, you know, like I said, I, I told one of our, our IT person, now I'm discussing with them on the possibility of putting temperament tests on our sites in church. And if they are able to solve it, you can go there anonymously, do your temperament test and know the results and get the result out. Because we have the soft copy on Google form now that we are sending to people. Now, listen, you have married a sanguine. The person is a sanguine. You, you are a phlegmatic person. Now, a sanguine that you have married, let me give you an instance. Please, Lady P. Sanguine likes to hold hands. They are touchy. But you, instead of it, this man I have married is a sanguine. He will like to touch. So when he holds you on the road, he says, leave me, John. Leave me. Leave me. Leave me. Wait, can't we just walk? Or he sees you and say, hey, wait, see. this hug is too much. If you marry a sanguine, he will like things like kissing. Sanguine like kissing and all those things because they are very emotional people, you know. They, they are just outgoing and right. But you on the other end, you said you don't like all those things. So already, already, what then happens is that if the man then sees someone who understands him, all right, you are, unless he's grounded in the word of God, there is every tendency that he will begin to have emotional attachment to this person because one of the greatest need of human being is the need to understand and be understood. Anytime you see anybody that understands you, you, you are naturally going to be drawn to that person. That's why you see that sometimes people marry another person, but they still call the old person because they just feel that this person understands me better. So I think that, so instead of them to then go and find out this thing, they will say it's oh good delay. Then they will go and start praying. Number two is that people don't talk. So for instance, this person keeps pushing your hand away as a man. But you know that that's what you like. Why don't you sit him down? Or sit and say, my dear, see this is what I like. I like us to hold hands. I like to show you off to my friends. It makes me happy. I like to just argue. It makes me happy. You understand? And uh, so... This and you don't like it, so let's find a middle ground because it's, marriage is not about what you like, it's about what both of you like. You give me my own, I give you your own. That it brings that balance in the thing. But I think that one of the things when you now see that happening, especially in that um, marital unfaithfulness, marital unfaithfulness is not something that happens overnight, it's a gradual disintegration of feelings. The feeling is lost, and now there is no vacuum in nature. Something else has to then come. I believe it's a very painful thing to see such, but if truly that man or that spouse are really honest, even if you go and marry another person, it can still happen. If you don't get to the root cause, haven't you heard that some men marry four women, five women, this, uh, there is something they are looking for they are not getting. There is a longing they are, they are not getting. So, yes, if they have the spirit of God, you can forgive. 
But the thing that both of them needs to get to the point of counseling to ask, how did we get to that point? Because the woman that went to go and meet another man, actually, she's looking for something. The man, too, that went to go and meet another woman, she's actually looking for something. All right? And you realize, for instance, there was a time, you know, I just realized that with Lady P, that I was becoming very, very spiritual. Monday to Saturday, I'm always in church. I was sleeping in church and every other thing. And during that period, we began to have quarrel. We began to have misunderstanding. And she was not, you know, women don't say a lot of things. Just like you said, they talk in, like, speak inside, but they don't talk outside. Family, they talk outside, but they don't talk inside, you know? So I was, but you know, one thing you must realize that we are spirit, soul, and body. Let me ask most of you this. Most human beings, they invest in their body. They eat. They buy good clothes. They buy this thing. Sunday come or Tuesday, you go to service. You invest in your spirit. But most people don't invest in their soul. Now, what is investment in your soul? Sometimes you just need to sit down and watch a good movie. Most people don't. So most Christians, their soul is so bankrupt. They are rich in their spirit. They are rich in their body. But their soul, zero. They don't even listen to good music that they like. Sometimes they don't, they don't even go to, maybe like, let me just go for a picnic. Let me just stroll and just even go to eat. And you, you, there is something you like. That thing you like is an investment you must make in your soul. All right? Most people don't invest in their soul. So they invest in their body. Thank you. They invest in their spirit. So like in my own, in my relationship, Lady P just like that time that I, I used, there was a time I had to go and subscribe to Netflix, Apple movie, and all those things. And the problem we have is that me, I just love those action films. Where, bah, 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 you know, oh, yeah. shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, when Van Damme is there. But Lady P, she doesn't like Wala. She just loves the movie where they are looking at their face. They are doing things. The man is talking, hi, girl. How you doing? Uh, all those things are boring to me. Action. That's, but you see, so we have to then come to a middle ground. So those days, on Sunday when I go home, even though we get home very late, we have to then watch a movie. So we have to come up with something like Monday is our family day. All right? So on Monday, we, 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 I then go out of my way to get a movie. But even nowadays, because of the transition we are doing in church, I, I can't say because she can look at me now and say, no, you know, you've not been doing that. That's why I'm looking straight. So that I, <laughs> I don't <want> to make... <laughs> Because, but at least I made that effort of family day. So my children look forward to family day. I take them out, buy suya, buy this, we laugh, we play Ludo. I play Ludo with them, you know, they beat me, we do power game, we laugh. Sometimes we just dance, 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 you know, dance, and you know, then we eat together and go. It's a, an intentional um, program to invest in our soul. So I think that marriages fail because they make allowance for body, they make allowance for spirit, but there is no provision for soul. And any marriage that you are not intentional in making that investment for your soul, is not any relationship is not really, really, really going to last long. Thank you. Thank you so you very much. Okay, so um, to that, I've only heard that it takes two to tango. So we always have to meet halfway, you know, like when I talk, sorry, I'm talking about the flowers again. Okay, so when I talked about the flowers, the ne- until you say your part next week. Well, so 
talking about the flowers again, said, you know. Next Sunday, I will give an answer <laughs> to the flowers. So I'm resisting the temptation today. <laughs> you know, it's it's. I I needed to meet him halfway. Do you understand what I'm saying? It takes uh, just like um, what do you need? You know, like he said, okay, like a sangue will like holding of hands, touching, and all that. A phlegmatic might not necessarily like that, and uh, he or she may like the expression by thoughtful gifts, not just gifts. No, what he didn't understand in the giving of the gifts was a thoughtfulness, the importance of the thoughtfulness behind it. Do you understand? So it wasn't about, you know, the gift, but the fact that I mentioned this, I've mentioned that you've done, you have now done the thoughtfulness of the gift. So the moment you mock that thing, the thoughtfulness is removed, you know? <laughs> no, so that, that's, that's what, so you as the sanguine should meet the phlegmatic halfway so that there will be, you, you cannot say that, oh, um, because I need this and I need those. I could also say maybe that as a phlegmatic, because she didn't give me flower, then you catch me in bed with a man. Like, it's awfully ridiculous. It's awfully ridiculous. It's not enough reason for you to be unfaithful to your partner. Uh, but it can, it can actually get to that point if the emotions is bottled up. It's an explosion that causes that. So it's coming, uh, meeting halfway, like he said, that solves that. And that can only come about by both of you building the bridge with communication. Mm -hmm. I, this is what I want. Even though I've been talking about the flowers for so long, I really did not explain to him that I wanted a thoughtful gift. So over the years, I've just been receiving gifts and not really, you know, so much impressed with a whole lot of things that he thought I should be impressed with because they were, to him, they were, you know, thoughtful gifts on his own part, but they were not thoughtful on my own part because of my, you understand? But if I had communicated to him that the reason why I'm asking for this is because I really, really, you know, like it. I really, really think that it's, it's okay, you know? That's how I define romance. Do you understand? He would have gotten the picture and met me halfway. Maybe I would have gotten several other banquets of flowers because, you know, after that time, I've not gotten any. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the next question before Maybe I answer. Maybe she to preach. <laughs> but I'm resisting the temptation of that part. Yeah, story. yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, there's another question here that says, how do you handle the feeling when one is of marriageable age? But you keep questioning why marriage. You know, you keep questioning why should you marry? And I think I should go first before Reverend answers that it's not everybody that is born to marry. You shouldn't push yourself into what you actually are questioning. Like, don't let anybody push you because if you are questioning it when you are single, you will see it as a burden when you marry. It's conviction that makes you like or endure or, and all those things. It is it because marriage is not a bed of roses. You know, it's life. It's doing life not by yourself anymore, but with somebody else in consideration of somebody else. That is where the scripture of love your neighbor as yourself comes to play. Because sometimes in marriage, in my marriage with my husband, I question him sometimes when he does certain things for himself. I'm like, why are you doing it for yourself and not me? Do you understand? Just like he would question me if paraventure i serve him food i put one meat and i put four for myself that 
Uh-huh. You know, for foodies in the house, you know, <laughs> that is the definition no, I of. I don't think I will, you. I will only pray for you. <laughs> I will say, receive grace. <laughs> No, I know you. I know you wouldn't do that. You know, if I put maybe okra, black okra, and stew only, and I, and then I, I and I put Edikai for. <laughs> but you know that you know I in marriage that's what happens. We compare ourselves, yeah. you know, and that can be become a very big fight. Like, you, and when children now come in, women are more possessive of children. I can't count the number of quarrels I've started with my husband because of the children. And in between, I'll be calling them your children. It's our children, no. But when the quarrel starts, they become his. Because I want to lay a burden on him that, you know, he has no business with anyway, but he's just looking for trouble. But what I'm trying to say is that in marriage, issues comes up, issues. So if already before you're married, you're questioning that, why should I get married in the first place? I will, my own suggestion to you or my own advice to you is to wait and be convinced don't marry because every other person is married paul did not and he says that if you're not uh, uh this you it's not compulsory you know jesus didn't marry a whole lot of people don't marry you know it's not compulsory don't be pushed by the society or by what people are expecting on you and the lord will help us in jesus name do you have anything to say to that Reverend? no you answered that okay so should so, i take uh, this? this one said as a choleric personality what temperament can he or she marry? Then number two, what is exact weakness of a choleric personality? I think Lady P should go for this. Okay. As a choleric personality, when, which temperament can he? Okay, if you're choleric, uh, the opposite of a choleric uh, personality, you know they say opposite attracts. There are two strong temperaments and two uh, not so strong temperaments uh, and the two strong temperaments are the choleric and the sanguine the all the true two extra extroverts temperament they are outgoing they are you know pushy and all that but the introverted ones are the melancholic and the phlegmatic the melancholic goes well with the sanguine why because the sanguine is bubbly and happy the melancholic can easily be depressed so she need he or she needs somebody to lift constantly you know sanguines don't get tired of telling jokes of being happy of smiling around of being bubbly colorful and all melancholics are opposites they like gray dull colors they don't like talking so much but they are very detailed sanguines are zero detailed or not so detailed while melancholics will balance them up if they are a couple and for cholerics cholerics will they are very uh, harsh they give biting remarks have you heard somebody give a biting remark before eh and you say you're a lawyer is this how lawyers behave like i just asked a question why did you drag me and my profession <laughs> into it and you say you're an engineer is that how you know they they give biting remarks about people they and they are natural leaders so but phlegmatics are not they don't like to lead they don't like to naturally be in front. You know, they are shy, they are timid, and all that. Those are weaknesses. They are strengths that they also have. So they help in the home because cholerics are very strong. Like their temperament, they 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 are very harsh. They can have the tendency, their weaknesses, to be very harsh, and dominating, and all. 
the children don't need two of those figures in the house. It's the, the phlegmatic that can balance it up. And the melancholic too can be very harsh sometimes because when they get really angry, they have serious outbursts and they can talk the children down. You understand? So, so even though the melancholic can balance out the choleric because uh, the melancholic is also an introverted temperament, but the best for a choleric is a phlegmatic. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, because the phlegmatic is gentle, nice, easygoing, easily led, easily led, not very pessimistic, unlike the melancholic. Do you understand? But um, and all that, there are a whole lot of things. But in my own opinion, I feel that uh, the phlegmatic will balance out a choleric personality best out of all the other. The key word there is choleric are born leaders. That lets you the word they like to lead. Mm. Phlegmatic are born followers. So do you understand? Yes, they so can implement. Do you understand? So if you are a leader, so a leader sees a follower, you see that we are seeing good balance. Yes. So just understand it in that way. Mm. If, yes, a language is a leader. Is a leader, but not as strong. As that's why a melancholic will easily can easily balance out a sanguine. Yeah. Yes. So a, a melancholic with a sanguine will easily balance because a sanguine is not so much is a fun leader, whereas a melancholic is a is a de uh, detailed or critic. So the critic the criticism of a melancholic will not easily affect a sanguine because he's a fun loving person. If you like see anything, you know. Like, I can still lead you, I can still accommodate you, we'll still work together. Yeah. So, what is the exact weakness of a choleric personality? I think okay, we have talked about that. Yeah. Okay, so, so it's strong, it's harsh. Right? Yes, yes. So, if we can't finish all this today we, we, because of time, definitely we try, it will even give us more opportunity to re read all your questions, put them together, because these are things also that we believe that people need to know out there. So, we, we don't want to just rush them because we believe that there are things that has to do with your life. All right. So we'll be here again next week, Sunday for part two. But let's just take this particular last two for today. All right. The first one here is when is the time a girl should have a boyfriend? Okay. A boyfriend. Um, you know, what I would say is that have a boyfriend, have a girlfriend. But I believe that what you are looking for is someone that will marry you. Because you see, the era of boyfriend nowadays is the era of trial and error. If you have a boyfriend, all right, which is not wrong, what happened is that within one or two years, kissy kissy we enter. Touchy touchy we enter. All right. And before you know it, beddy beddy too we enter. And when all those things enter, what will be left of you? Now, the reason why a lot of girls don't get married on time is that the husband, that the, the person that's supposed to be husband has become the boyfriend. Now, there is no more husband. Not everybody will have the luxury of having to break, marry, break, and uh, be. Some is just one, and once you miss it, you have missed it. So what I will say to you, which is that it's not wrong to have friends around you, but please, when they start saying, be my boyfriend, you have, the, have a mind that, see, um, I have seen women that really succeed in making decisions. And one of the women that said to themselves, no two men will see my nakedness. That's one of the things I normally, just make up your mind from child that no two men 
will see your nakedness. As a young, let that be your mentality. Now, if you think that way, by the time they are knocking, you begin to look at yourself. You know that this one is sleepy, sleepy, is petty, petty. So what do you do? You can be friends, but keep them at arm's length. Keep them at arm's length. Don't make anybody your enemy as a girl because you don't really know. But ask yourself, if you say, accept this guy now, are you ready to go with the baggage? Because there is no way after one or two years that being a boyfriend with, or a girlfriend with you that you will not want to go into romantic path. And once you cross the first line of, uh, let me just kiss you small. Let me, it is from that kissing, you are triggered the sensor of your emotion. You will want more. The guy will not want to stop. You too, because the first kiss will make butterfly enter your head. The next one, you are looking for more butterfly. Another one, you stop it and like it. And let me tell you, the, after that first kiss, you go to church and ask for forgiveness. The guy will promise you, we will not do it again. He said, we will not do it again. Two weeks later, I tell you, that both of you are saying, you will not do it again. No, you, just, you are just walking. You say, okay, let's just say bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. This is just bye-bye kiss. Then again, you go and ask for forgiveness. By the time you ask for forgiveness in church about three times, you stop asking for forgiveness because you think that Jesus is tired of your case. You understand? Now, the moment you think that Jesus is tired of your case, all right, then your conscience becomes deadened. Now, when your conscience becomes seared, then this kissy kissy continues. So you no longer pray about it. Then your emotion goes full blown. Most you see that have issues, they didn't plan for it because they don't really face reality. It's not really easy nowadays because you see all these things on you put on your TV, you see the breast, you see the this, you see the that. It's the temptation now, especially those of you are on Instagram and Facebook, TikTok and all those things. I saw a girl on TikTok, she zipped down, all right, open a small jeans, she will be around 17 and was showing part of her pubic hair. Then air was I said, So this is what these people are coping with on this. Now I don't know how a young guy who is not married, is seeing that girl, and some of them will say, do you want to have me? I'm available. Even now, one of the things that is raining on Twitter is that, please, I need a husband. I need a boyfriend. I, I, it's so rough and so... And you as a brother, you see, the truth is that once you go on that way, sex is very powerful. It's like drug. Once you start to stop, it's very hard. The best thing is don't start. Don't start. God will forgive you, but you know a beating apple is, is always different from the one that has not been beaten. So that is why I would say that eventually that is the hope you will get for yourself is, see, get your handwork. Get your school thing. See, look for somebody that is serious. You look at this one, can you really marry me if the push comes to shove? If the answer is yes, you tell them, me, I don't want boyfriend. Can, are you ready to marry? When are you willing to marry? Say two years. You calculate, can I settle down in two years? If the answer is yes, then you make a plan around it, you understand? And go for it once and for all. But this try and error, it, it does more damage than good. That's my advice. That's why we keep giving all of you hope that instead of going for boyfriend, why don't you go early? Think about marriage. It keeps you away from, because me, I don't want you to do try and error. Try and error with your life. You may never recover from the trial and error. I hope that's, that, that is helpful. Yes. Then this person, oh, do you have anything to say to that? Mm, now, basically, I'll just say that um, I have the mentality of having friends generally, like you said, friends generally, both of the opposite sex. But when it comes to uh, the romantic, without romance, do you understand? And analyze them with the word of God because a man that does not love God cannot love you the right way. 
a woman that does not love God cannot love you the right way. So keep yourself open. You know, have as many friends as you can, but identify those ones that truly loves God and those ones that show interest in you and have the kind of vision that you do and um, stay with it, you know. And those are the ones you should don't commit to any relationship if you are not ready for marriage. So that will also, I believe, will help in um, deciding boyfriendship. <laughs> All right. So this other person asked, how many years is... Oh, clap for lady, please. This is the last question. Because how many years is good to be in a relationship before jumping to marriage? Then the other person asked, and as a Christian brother and a Christian sister, how can a Christian brother approach a Christian sister? What are the things to avoid in a relationship and how? Let me first start with how can a Christian brother approach a Christian sister? See, very easy. Number one, if you're in a church, listen. Toasting is not a sin. If you're a brother, if you're a sister, if you're a brother, you are made to rap. Now, my own is a Farisa. If you're within the church environment, all right, one of the good things you have is that find a, a bit clearance from people who may know the person. Maybe like from your chapter, because sometimes uh, what you are seeing, maybe three other brothers have seen the same thing. Oh, you understand? And uh, you are now going to say, um, blah, blah, blah. So fine. Is this person, does this person have a beloved? Does he have a beloved? Find out from the chapel leader, from your chapel leader. Yeah, yeah, it's an open thing. If you ask them, nobody will say, ah, you want beloved those. Why? Because if you are of age, why can't you beloved those? Now we won't marry you. Nobody we won't marry you. So you can beloved those. It's not a sin. So, the, so you find out genuinely. All right. And um, now, if the road is clear, I will say to you, don't go and use scriptures. All right. And the Bible says in the book of John 3 16, God for, God, for God so loved the world. You, know? you see, the reason why people believe that they don't want to marry pastors, they don't want to marry Christian leaders, is because they think that pastors are boring, Christian leaders. That's why you see that in church, we advise our brothers do proposal. Even the both of you have been together in a distance. Do proposal so that also you will not have the um, long list after 15 years. Somebody say you are not buying bouquet. Do proposal. And um, did I just throw a jive? <laughs> so I've only said so that you don't have the challenge of that. Um, you, you understand? Um, that you now have a man. Find out the dream. Now, if you are going to propose as a brother, be as romantic, be as ecclesiastic, and be as act as possible. Number one, don't go and start using scripture. Number two, find out what the person likes, what the person doesn't, and just let the person know your feeling. Don't use artificial language. So, for instance, now you have gone to read all the no, be as natural as possible. So, if you see the sister, if what you can say, hey, hello, sister, don't let your uh, sisters have been praying for you too. Know that. So, when you see the sister, Am I actually teaching on how to toast? Yes. Okay, good. And, and let me say something concerning what Reverend, because Reverend is very experienced in that area, you know. And so, <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, let me backdate his experience for you. I, I know some of you would like to hear the story, because when he met me, we met in the church. Oh, you want to tell him I came to you? Okay, and, so, and so, let the finish. No, it's good, it's good. It's not, it's wrong. And so when he came to me, we met in the church and he was Brother John, you know. And so for so many years, I called him Brother John. 
you know, until one day he said to me, he said, don't call me Brother John. <laughs> because all the years I was calling him Brother John, I saw him as Brother John. <laughs> okay, so, so let me tell you the other side of that. <laughs> the other side is that Whenever she calls me Brother John, she's trying to make me feel spiritual so that I will not have the boldness to say what I want to say. So it's like, Brother John, so you know, Jassia, Brother John, so you two, you hear, you hear that out. So when she calls me, so each time I have done Riaza, Riaza, the moment she said Brother John, everything will just disappear from me. So I realized that this sister is using Brother John to, to unwind my feelings. So let me, so I have to wonder, please. Because it's a serious matter. Don't call me Brother John. <laughs> Brother John too wants to get married. So uh, don't call me Brother John. So that was actually what happened on that occasion. Uh, so basically, like I said, he's very experienced in it. So if you're a brother, the brother is supposed to see the sister. Sisters, he's not talking to you. You're not supposed to go after the brothers. The Bible says he will find a wife, find a good thing. If you're a sister, if she will find a husband, finds a bad thing. Please don't go finding a bad thing, you know, if it's opposite. Yes, husband. So wait to be found. Are you understanding? So the brothers, when you have to develop boldness, because you will be the head of the family. You are supposed to chart direction. Be bold enough to approach that lady before somebody else does. You know, before you lose the next best thing that could have ever happened to you. Ask around, like he said. Ask from the chapel leader or somebody that she submits to to make sure that she's not in a relationship with somebody else, you know, before you proceed. The Lord is helping you. Okay, so when she said that about sisters, now if you are an unmarried sister, even though you are you are not supposed to go approach a brother or whatever a man because he demeans you, one of the things you need to also know is that you have the power to don't if you are not married as a sister. And all your life from Monday to Saturday, you are only staying around girls. You are not going to be married on time. So if you are, if you are not, so if you are not married as a sister, interact also with not in a flirty way. What I mean, flirty way, in a in a seducing way. But feel free to interact with brother because you see, most brothers will be discover nice. you. Mm. Be, most brothers will discover you. They will discover you as you interact with them. Mm. They, because, for instance, now if Lady P was not serving me Martina, I would not have discovered her. <laughs> if she was just in the class, she was. If she was just sitting down in the class, right? On the, you know how many of her could have, I could have seen, but but she took the escort to come and and when she was coming, I remember vividly, even though I'm not a melancholy, that she wore one yellow cloth, and and, and the yellow cloth has something here. And then she was serving the Montana respectively. Even though I'm not a melancholy, that picture does seize. Bam! And I said, ah, hello, sister, how are you? What do you do for a living? And I moved closer. You know, you know, and of the truth, there was another brother in our church then, but that guy was a very spiritual, was thinking of the rain. Whilst he was still waiting to go to the mountain, me. Pass, 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 pass. <laughs> Because when your eye sees what is good, every other eye sees it. So what I would say is that, so, so sisters, be around brothers too. 
be around brothers, play around brothers. Don't just be staying in your house from morning till night thinking that the brothers will come and see you. No, be around the brothers, join the department, do something that they can use to see your inner quality. Because they need to see you before they know you and before they can then know that, okay, she's like this. Because a lot of the time when people see, for instance, now, let's say Pastor Gabriel, if Sister Regina was not doing um, the ushering work well, I don't think Pastor Gabriel would have seen her. Mm. You understand? But you see, as she, I remember, <laughs> I remember the day, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I remember the day Pastor Gabriel came to me to talk about Sister Regina. It, they were in the same department. And the thing is that anytime she calls, he calls for meetings. Sister Regina is always there. Mm. Anytime he say, let's do this, Sister Regina is there. Mm. Anytime he say, okay, let's go for the Sister Regina. Prayer meeting, she's there. Um, Ushering Riaza, she's mm. there. Ushering, she's there. She's so seen. One day, one day oh, this is a true life story. <laughs> Most of you have not heard Pastor Gabriel discover. So one day as she was ushering, I think Pastor Gabriel was leading the prayer. Then he came to me and said, Pastor, do you know what happened? He said, as we were praying today, I just saw Sister Regina and something tell me that I can marry her. <laughs> and I said, well, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> you understand? So I think that that's... But what if Sister Regina was just sitting down, going home after service and doing things? Because as a Christian brother, he wants somebody that has virtue. And Sister Regina also opened herself up to be discovered. All right, so I think that's where most Christian sisters are not getting it right. So you need to work on that. Okay, so I hope that is okay. okay. So there is said, as a, and as a Christian brother, okay, good. How many years is good to be in relationship before jumping to marriage? Okay, so this is related. If truly you are serious about marriage and about that guy, what I will advise you as a sister is help him to be focused. In the area of career and school what because it takes responsibility to marry it's not about how long the reason why long relationship there is no way after some time um patch patch will not enter because both of you you are, you have red blood inside you and how can you see a sister that you are in love with every time you are looking at her twinkle twinkle little star will be unless there is no love listen to me unless there is no love <laughs> if there is genuine love the moment you and I are together, within months, <laughs> romantic feeling will start developing. It's part of love relationship. Uh, Don't let anybody deceive you. It's part of it. The, within six months, whether you speak in tongues and this, that romantic feeling will start coming out. That is why you as a sister then, what do you do? Help the brother to quickly carve a path where he can say to that, so lady, be on her path. She began to put eyes on my investment. You know, she made sure that we are doing investment like shares and all those things because she too wanted to settle down. So by the time it was time, all right, by the time it was time, and even though we had a lot of parental objection, I remember that we just together, we just went to our, uh, my stockbroker on the island. We sold part of the shares and then we used it to rent a house. We really to buy the furniture. We need to buy things and we tell them that we are ready because they know that the moment I rent the house, by the time she visits me one or two, three, there's no way she will not land on the bed. Because, I, I mean, you see, you, somebody, you, your parents are there, nobody is there, and she's cooking for you. You understand? She's there. No, 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 no. See, don't let people deceive you. It's very hard, you, you know. So the thing is that the moment we rented the house, we know that now is the time. And they eventually, thank God that our parents, they let go of their ego and they let us marry and that we had to marry. But you see, it took about those two years 
She was doing the right thing. Now, what was she doing? She was putting eyes that I was set, putting investment. And so when we arrived at now, is we cannot hold it anymore. We have to, I said, now is the time because we don't want to disgrace ourselves. So if truly you are really, really serious, you can marry within one or two years. The most important thing is help the brother to become responsible. Help the brother to become, to ask what he's doing. And another thing is that help him also to, to because why most men have issues with their families is that as if you are a firstborn man like me, it will be very hard for you to easily want to marry on time if you come from a certain background because the parent will be like the firstborn child man is the the other husband of the woman and so if the woman if you see the man you want to marry and it's not generous to his mother or his father they believe that by the time he marries he will forget them hmm. so they want to collect everything now before he marries so that Another is the word so make sure he, the, the parental responsibility to is being taken care of for your own advantage as a sister because if not they will say ah he just finished school he just this, this. we have never chopped anything and if you're in their shoe you don't blame them mm. because to, to raise a child is not a small thing all right so i think from my own experience that was the fear of my parents and my father had to tell my mother that no 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 don't i lay your fear we take care of you blah 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 you know but my mother didn't say it until my dad was there. They had a meeting. And like, ah, he has not done anything for us. And he said he wants to go and marry. Shouldn't he even do something small before he goes to settle down? You know, then I realized that he's actually a true uh, uh, feeling. They need to be sure that, no, your wife is not going to be a competitor or that marriage is not going to affect them. All right. I think we'll treat the other question. I am out of here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you can do better than that celebrates the grace upon his life yes we celebrate you sir thank you thank you so very much this has been a wonderful wonderful time i see have a whole lot of questions here and um, like he said our time is up and we cannot we should not rush these questions each question deserves to be treated importantly so we are going to be by the grace of god if jesus tarries we're going to be here next week again to continue with all these questions, uh, maybe more, and uh, I believe that God is going to shine the light of his word into all this, and we will make us a better person or better people in Jesus' name. How many of us have been thoroughly blessed? I know many of us have even had questions that we didn't know we had answered in the course of uh, the... Thank you, Reverend, for coming. I believe I couldn't have done this uh without you thank you for uh coming in to help and train uh more lights and uh making your wisdom available the wisdom of god in you available to us hallelujah so let us rise to our feet and begin to thank god for today we bless your name we give you praise thank you father for helping us thank you father for speaking to us in the name of jesus we bless your name we give you praise in jesus name we have prayed father i thank you for your children i pray that as they go during the course of this new week the lord bless you the lord sustains you the countenance of the lord shines upon you the lord causes his light to be evident in your life your ways made will be made straight in the name of jesus every crookedness is made straight in the name of jesus the light of the lord shines and penetrates every dark area of your life in the name of jesus his knowledge helps you to solve difficult situations in the name of Jesus. Receive the help of the Lord 
the help of the Lord in everything that you do during the course of this new week in Jesus' name. Receive your testimonies as well. So shall it be. In Jesus' name we are praying. Can you put your hands together for the Lord Jesus? Hallelujah. You know Let's come our hands one more time for the pastor. Oh, you can do better. You can do better. You can do better. Hallelujah. Amen. Please, uh, let's have our seats as we bring out our offerings. Let's bring out our offerings. Let's see our offerings. Father, we bless your name. We give you glory. We give you honor in the name of Jesus. Father, we